0: Board here on WDAY. Good afternoon, Natil. Good afternoon, Rob. No guests today. We're just going to have open phones. I got a few things I want to talk about. Oh boy. Uh, the Dakota Access Pipeline is near completion. It sounds like they're going to be pumping oil next week. I want to. I want to expand a little bit about just how important that is because it's 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 about more than energy development it's about more than just that pipeline project i i think that's a victory for the rule of law and how things ought to unfold in our nation in the civilized society so we'll get into that a little bit also yesterday the state house approved a senate bill that they shouldn't have had to approve and 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 the fact that they did had to approve it and that the legislature is being forced to act, it's it's not law yet. The House amended it. The Senate's going to have to approve those amendments. And then, of course, Governor Burgum will have to sign it. And I don't foresee any obstacles in any of that. But the, the fact that the legislature is having to act, I think, says something sort of ugly about sports fanaticism in our country. Uh, I, I think it says something not not so great about it. And I I think that's an important maybe topic to have as we sort of enter uh, March Madness right now. Uh, You know, we've got basketball, you know, collegiate basketball, and there's a lot of stuff going on with sports. And I I think that's always worth discussing, and I'll get into what that bill is. But first, I I caught this on, uh, I forget where I saw the link. Maybe I saw it on the Drudge Report earlier. Did you hear about this Minnesota town that has banned pet stores from selling dogs and cats, Nathalie?
1: I did, actually. And it's it's not an unreasonable thing. I
0: uh, let me let me preface my comments so that I could keep my conservative libertarian bona fides in place. (laughs) I am not an animal rights person. Um, I'm not for people being cruel, you know, leaving their dogs outside in the cold or, you know, whatever. But you know I grew up hunting um, my family was so poor when we lived in Alaska we almost subsisted on like fish and hunting I mean it was it was, it was a pretty close thing sometimes um, and so I I mean I'm not and I am very much for production agriculture I, you know I, I don't I don't understand people who won't eat me I, I don't I don't get any of that I'm not for needless cruelty to animals but on the other hand I am not an animal rights person I'm also a free market guy. I generally think willing seller, willing buyer, government out of butt out. But I don't know. Over the years, I have been to some pretty sleazy pet stores, right, where mm-hmm. it's pretty gross what's going on. And I've also been to a lot of animal shelters where you see a lot of animals there that are just they're just not going to find homes. And, and and to me, I, I don't know. I, I hear about what they're doing. And I, I kind of like it. I kind of think maybe it's maybe it's a good policy.
1: I think it's a perfectly fine policy because, I, again, what, what they're doing is banning the sale of dogs and cats from pet stores. They're not hampering adoption of pets through nonprofit rescue organizations. They're not stopping anyone from buying directly from a breeder. It's just pet store locations. And the reason that's important is, Is because most pet stores, whether the pet store looks seedy or is the nicest, most upscale pet store you've ever been into, most of those puppies are coming from puppy mills. And they are absolutely horrendous places. But people that go into a really nice looking pet store don't know where those those puppies came from. They can't look at at a little cocker spaniel and say, oh, that one came from a puppy mill, but the one down the street didn't. You can't tell just by looking at the puppies.
0: So this is happening in Roseville, Minnesota. I'm reading now from the Pioneer Press. I quote, Roseville became the first city in the state Monday to ban the commercial sale of dogs and cats at pet stores. The city council began discussions to prohibit sales last year after Harmar Pet Shop, the only store in the city that sells dogs and cats, received a troubling inspection report from the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Um, the inspection apparently sparked a citizen-led movement to end the practice citywide. Other pet stores in towns such as Petco uh, and Chuck and Don sell supplies but don't sell dogs and cats. They do, however, uh, host adoption events with area shelters. Uh, this is in this is in fitting with Roseville's values and current conditions are not. Council member uh, Lisa La La Liberté. I'm, I'm probably birthing that. Uh, she said shortly before the vote to ban dog and cat sales the council voted unanimously in favor of the ordinance which takes effect in six months. The only criticism came from council member tammy McGee McGee McGehe who felt the ordinance should extend to birds rodents reptiles not just dogs and cats um I don't know i, I I'm I'm not sure I agree with the council member who wanted to go so far as to, like reptiles and rodents and stuff like that i I, I don't know but is it? Is it? I, I I get it's so hard with the with the animal with with this stuff because we treat animals differently based on what they are. Like this councilwoman wants to extend this to like rodents, right? But I'm pretty sure most people, if you have a mouse running around in your house, you're going to put out a trap and trap that mouse, and nobody's going to accuse you of animal cruelty, or at least most people wouldn't. Um. It's it's weird to me. I mean, we eat some animals, right? We have no trouble like farming chickens and eating the chickens and stuff. I mean, we we do that, but yet, you know, I don't know. It, it's it's a, it's a weird world. But this to me, it, it's I can't really apply any consistent logic or anything to me uh, to it. Other than it seems a lot of times like we're overrun with dogs and cats. A lot of these dogs and cats are getting abandoned. It, it it's a problem that seems. Pretty specific to dogs and cats, right? I think that's where the biggest problem area is, and so saying, listen, let's let's get rid of this sort of retail selling them. Uh, If you want, you got to go directly to a breeder or you got to adopt. What's the problem with that?
1: And I, 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 I'm
0: not seeing a problem with that.
1: I think that's completely fine, and I think that it it doesn't happen so much with reptiles or with um, with like fish or small mammals, things like that. Because if if you take a, a kid into a pet store and they see a hamster and they really, really want the hamster, most parents are going to be able to just say, you know what, no. But if there's a puppy or a kitty and the kid is, you know, talking about how much they want a dog or how much they want a cat, parents are a lot more willing to say, you know what, a dog would be good for for my family, for my child. A cat would be good for my family, for my child. And that sort of impulse decision is a lot easier to make in a retail setting than it is through an adoption agency or through a breeding process.
0: Yeah. I I think really the the retail pet stores have have hurt themselves with this by not by not exercising maybe a little bit more discretion in how they go about selling this. I mean I don't know maybe it's tough maybe they're mar- I, I don't know anything about the pet store business, but I don't know. I mean this is uh, I, I mean to me if we could get uh, if we could do a better job of getting those uh, animals in, um, in the shelters adopted, uh, I, I think that's a win. I really do. 970 Email talk at WDAY.com. I don't know, that just caught my attention. I, I surprised myself agreeing with it. Because normally, you know, these, these local ordinances, this stuff that gets in the way of willing seller, willing buyer drives me nuts. Don't really like it. But this one, you know, I don't know. I mean, this seems like a like a real problem where people you know, people abandoning their pets, people dumping them off on shelters, and then a lot of those animals are getting destroyed. Um this is uh you know I, I i don't know maybe this is something that needs to happen I, and maybe i need to think about it more too but it seems like a good policy to me love to hear what you think though 701 293 9000 888 970 9329 email talk at wday.com we'll be back right after this Okay, go away Welcome back, Rob Port, here on WDAY. This is the Rob Report, 701-293-9000, 888-970-9329. That's a toll-free number. Email talk at WDAY.com. You can tweet me, too, at Rob Port. Got some emails. Uh, Let's see, first email, Rob, "Have have you taken a pet to the vet lately? Uh, getting to be expensive as taking a full-size kid to the
1: Oh goodness uh, we are having some technical difficulties right here Rob is not coming through appropriately. Uh, Rob if you can hear me I think we're going to reset the access and take a real quick commercial break while we figure that out here. Thank you so much you're listening to 970 WDAY. Mm-hmm.
0: welcome back. Sorry about that. Take two. Not sure what happened there. Working through some emails about our segment, uh, Minnesota community Roseville, which is uh, one of the suburbs of Minneapolis, according to the map that I'm looking at. Uh, they're, uh they, they passed the ordinance: no more dog or cat sales in the pet stores. Uh, another emailer asks: uh, I understand what you were saying and agree that we should adopt or buy from breeders. My question: What happens or will happen to the pups and kittens in the in a pet store? That don't get moved? Uh, do they become rescue p- pets or what? You know, I'm not sure. I they got to go somewhere. I don't know. I don't know if they just if they, if they get turned over to a shelter or how that works. Uh, you probably, because I mean, obviously this is by no means a a common policy. You know, maybe they get moved to a store in a community that still allows them to be sold. You know, I I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, let's see another emailer. Uh, Wade says, Rob, I am shocked that your libertarian viewpoint is trying to pick winners and losers. You don't like the business model. According to you, people cannot control their impulses or have the ability to say no to their children, so therefore you want to put someone out of business. These dogs come from puppy mills, and that is socially unacceptable. Then let the business change its model or let the competitor promote the fact that it doesn't get dogs from puppy mills. Um, the only problem, though, is, is, is the product in this instance is is something that is alive and i am i am fully acknowledging the fact that we have a lot of double standards when it comes to animals we don't feel the same way about fish that we feel about a a kitty we we don't frankly feel the same way about gerbils or pet mice that we might feel about a dog or a cat um so i don't know what to do about those double standards but i i think i think it's a little bit different because what we're talking about is a dog or a cat and humans have feelings about dogs and cats that while maybe they don't quite approach the way we feel about another human being, a baby, you know, a baby or a child or another adult, um, I, I think most of us are still probably okay with saying that dogs and cats aren't quite the same as the typical commodities on sale at a store. Uh, so I, I think it's a little bit different. Uh, we got a caller, though, Ron, on the line. Go ahead, Ron.
2: Well, my only issue with this is I heard uh, uh, the gal, that, and I apologize for her name. I had it here a second ago, so I, I apologize for that. But she used the term puppy mills. And one of the things that really bothers me is when they use that term, it's spread around with such a broad brush. I have a friend of mine down in uh, Nebraska uh he sells 350 to 375 dogs a year uh he's classified in most people's mind as puppy mill those dogs are well treated they're well maintained uh you know his wife is a veterinary uh or is a vet uh they get exercise they're not crated not you know they're they're treated and raised properly uh yeah. he's got a high demand for his animals because of the health, well being, and the breeding stock that he uses to supply pet stores who, as this other emailer had pointed out, change their model, you know. Yeah. But you would you know, so so this is what what really rakes me over the coals when you pass ordinances based on emotion and feel-good versus really looking at a situation and trying to find a – it was a solution looking for a problem, in my view. Now, I'm not saying that there isn't a reputable breeders. Uh, You don't know the hamburger that you eat or the steak that you eat or the chicken that you eat came from somebody who was kind and – you know, treated those animals humanely, etc., etc. So I really wish people wouldn't paint with such a broad brush on this issue and take the emotion out of it and just stick with the facts. And I listened to your comments, and I could tell that it was an emotional thing for you, not a rational thought process, Rob, which is kind of surprising coming out of you.
0: Well, you know, the thing is, is I don't, I I don't know. I've I've been in some of these pet stores and they're pretty icky. Uh, and I've I've been in a lot of the rescue shelters, and I I don't know. I, I feel like that's a better way to go. And it's it's not a it's not that much of an emotional uh, I, thing to you. I, I, I think would... I think my family can tell you. I don't I don't even really like pets that much. Uh, but well, Rob, the the biggest problem is it's not even so much where
2: the you know the the problem we have is that you have so many people that get pets that are clueless. Yeah. Uh, they can't put food on the table for their kids, yet they'll go get a dang cat or a dog. Yeah. And then the dog gets when they can't take care of it, the dog gets dumped out or the cat gets dumped out. You know, you're not going to change human nature from that aspect. That's getting true. rid of getting rid of the pet stores isn't going to change the situation with abandoned pets or anything else. And uh, it's it's the same thing. I sat the other day, uh, a friend of mine was uh, telling me that they went to pick up a dog, looked at a dog at one of the, for a pet rescue. Uh, their older dog. A I, re- I, 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 t- I tell you what, Ron, that's we, we, we got to get to the, the break, the Ron.
0: Ron, Ron, we gotta get, we, Ron, we got to get to the break. So I, I, okay. let, me, let, me, let me hold you through. And you can finish your thought after the break. Rob, report on WDAY. We'll be back right after this. So go away. Welcome back, Rob Port here on WDAY seven zero one two nine three nine thousand eight 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 nine seven zero nine three two nine email talk at WDAY.com. When we went into break. Ron was reading me the riot act because of my position on this uh, city in Minnesota that has decided. I, I to, don't to, to, mean to
2: sound like I'm reading no, the riot act. No, I that's think fine. That, uh, process is misdirected. What yeah. I was going to say is, some friends of mine had just went into adopt a pet, and there's differences between adoption agencies, because I have a friend that also houses, and they I know how that works, and it works great, but they went in, there was eight or ten kids in there with their, their families. It was no different than being in a pet store. The only difference is, yes, they were taking a pet that was already in a shelter, but they had no clue, and the adoption agency was more concerned about getting the animal out the door than whether or not it was going to a good home, and where a lot of the other adoption agencies, they care about where the animal's going. So I, I don't want to paint a You know, I'm, sure. my point with that is I'm not trying to paint, you know, adoption yeah. agencies all the same, just like I would go that as would think about the businesses and stuff that are out there I have not, raising I have dogs, not. cats, whatever it is, uh, legitimately and doing it right, that their livelihood is is... Subject to. I'm not. I'm not. Let me. Let me. Let me get a word in here.
0: Let me. Let me get a word in here because I. I I am by no means an expert in pet stores, but I have kids, so I've been in a lot of them. Because when we see one, the kids want to go. Oh yeah. And so, this is anecdotal, but I don't see very many nice ones anymore. And and maybe that's just maybe it's just a difference. It doesn't seem like the same way it was. When I was a kid and and that's maybe maybe that's just anecdotal. But but what would you because I I perceive a problem where we got too many dogs and cats and they're getting dumped and then they're falling on these shelters and these shelters end up destroying a lot of them. And to me, I perceive that as a problem that does need a solution. And if this ordinance that this city Roseville over in Minnesota passed where they're not going to allow, you know, basically dogs and cats to be retailed at pet stores, then what is the solution?
2: It's back to what I said, Rob, and that's education. You know, uh, pets are a responsibility. Yeah, they're not a fun thing. If you wanted to ban something, ban dyed chicks, ban rabbits at uh, Easter, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I mean, you talk about commercialization of of things. For a particular holiday, you know, that's that to me is where I see a problem. You know, uh, because again, it's it's a emotional purchase with no forethought. You know, yeah. I
0: I think that's a problem. Quite honestly, if
2: you 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 don't fix the problem by banning the pet stores because. I can put online right now on Craigslist, and you know how many cats are on there for giveaway. You know how many dogs are on there for giveaway. A lot. You know, I mean, it doesn't solve the problem, Rob. It yeah. just pushes the problem
0: somewhere else. Good points. Thanks for the call, Ron. Appreciate it. Seven zero one two nine three nine thousand eight 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 nine seven zero nine three two nine. Email talk at WDAY.com. Emailer uh, Mark. Says Rob, in all due respect to your last caller, but if his friend is selling 350 puppies a year, then by all definitions, he is a puppy mill. 350 puppies a year is going to be, on average, 43 to 70 litters a year, based on the average of litter of average litter of five to eight puppies. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm I'm not an expert in stuff like this, and I, and I don't I don't side with the animal rights groups. I'm I'm not on their side. You know, I I, I think the Humane Society for the United States is is not an organization that's very helpful. Um, uh, you know, I, 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 th- I think they take a lot of very extreme positions that just aren't in keeping with the fact that we're talking about animals. But that said, I don't know. I perceive a problem with there being too many dogs, like too many people buying dogs and cats that they don't really intend to take care of or they're not pre- equipped to take care of. I, I'm sure we probably all know people in our lives that have bought dogs and cats and shouldn't have because they can't afford them or they don't they're not up to the responsibility of letting them out when they should go out and keeping track on them and it's, it's stuff like that. I it's a tough situation. So I I don't know. I mean Ron I I, I thought made a pretty convincing argument. Maybe this doesn't solve the problem. I mean the the, the problem is people taking on pets they shouldn't if we don't allow them to buy them and we say you can only adopt them, do we really solve anything? I mean, is that really does that really address the problem? I'm just not sure it does. Really not sure it does. Seven oh one two nine three nine thousand, eight 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 nine seven zero nine three two nine. Email talk at WDAY dot com. Uh, let's see. We got another caller on the line, Rick. Let's uh sneak Rick in here. What's up?
3: Hey Rob, uh Education is the biggest thing, especially when it comes to animals. Um, huge responsibility, and you know, um, probably one of the worst things that happens is these movies come out 101 Dalmatians. So many people go out and they think it's cool to get a Dalmatian. And they have no clue on how they can be a pretty high strung dog require a lot of exercise and so on and they don't quite fit in their family um they would have been much better suited with a different style of dog um, less uh, high strung um, yeah. maybe less you know
0: so how do uh, we address that problem i mean how, how do we address the problem of people <clears throat> taking on the responsibility of pets that they're not prepared for
3: Well, my personal opinion is people should almost have to take a class before they even can be allowed to get a pet. Um, This is my personal opinion. I mean, I've had up to five dogs at one time and all minor rescues but one, and i got two birds and a horse and a couple cats. So uh, we've taken on a huge responsibility in taking care of all these animals and not everybody can do that yeah but uh yeah and, and, I, I don't know it, i
0: mean maybe maybe that's the solution is is having uh you know maybe if it's not so easy to to buy or adopt you know maybe if we put some uh some requirements in there well but i, I have but
3: it, to when, when i when they when i adopted my parrot the lady understood that owned the parrot, she was really understood how much work is required to take care of a parrot. She interviewed us quite, uh, quite a length. And her main concern was as if we had enough time to yeah. pro- properly take care of a parent. And um, <clears throat> because if you do not uh, give that parent enough time they will get bored and they'll pluck all their feathers and uh, they require X amount of time each day for cleaning, feeding uh, fresh fruit every day, uh, cleaning that birdcage every day and interacting every yeah. day
0: and it, it does and, and, and maybe that's thanks for the call Rick, maybe that's maybe that's it but even then you're going to run into the problem with we do a lot of pet sales in America or pet adoptions or whatever I mean, are we going to put in place government regulations to require, like, interviews and a waiting period and a class or something? And who's going to pay for all that? Um, I don't know. It's a tough situation. I'll tell you what. While we're talking about pets, though, Nathiel, and this is um, a complete shift in in the topic. (laughs) All right. You know what else drives me nuts are all these comfort animals today.
1: Oh, hey, now. I have an ESA.
0: Okay. Well. I have been on airplanes with people who have quote unquote comfort animals that are not I don't I don't believe for a minute are really comfort animals.
1: Oh see I and, don't and I don't take Antilles with me on flights. See that people, doesn't happen.
0: I think people are abusing it. I I, I I am not I am not attacking the concept of a comfort animal. I get it. I can understand. I believe in it. I think it's being abused by people who just want to bring their pets around.
1: Oh, and I, I definitely agree with you with you there because animals that Go with people on things like uh, public flights or to, uh, say, the grocery store. Those need to be registered service animals. And Antilles, my dog, is not a registered service dog. He's an yeah. emotional support animal, which is basically a step below that. He mm-hmm. has been trained to do certain things for me that help with, right, with different with different things. But he he doesn't have the certification. Doesn't have a vest, and he doesn't come. Out but even that, even those me.
0: certifications who who is doing the certifications because as far as I know there's no that's not a, there's not like it's not like a government firm like basically the certifications are a a website that you go to and you pay well and you,
1: no you get no trained service dogs are extremely expensive they take a lot of training uh, for example out in Judd North Dakota the only service dog organization in North Dakota service dogs for America. Trains their dogs. They get them at puppies, and they okay. They're in the training process for I think almost a year. There was some
0: sort of of certification because this was actually an issue before the legislature last year, where they were talking about a bill, and it's become a big problem for landlords who want to say, you know, we don't allow pets, but then people are coming in with these certificates saying you have to allow it under the Americans with Disability Act or something like that, and. It, it turned out that that a lot of that was a hoax like like a lot of it was th- there the the certifications that they were showing were not real certifications those uh, those
1: probably weren't certifications you're you're probably thinking of like, like
0: registrations the, the, or something no, it's
1: like it's that. a it's a letter most times to to have an ESA in a non pet friendly building you need a letter from your doctor saying that it's part of your your treatment plan yeah and now in fargo you can't get a doctor who will provide that sort of of documentation anymore they they just they don't hand those out any longer so it's it's a, it's a well, thing that have definitely well people are abusing it well, is the problem absolutely cuz people don't take care of the pet that they say that they need like my relationship with my dog is extremely symbiotic he he gets me out i take care of him and he takes care of me and i i couldn't imagine being in a situation where i was allowing him to damage property like that just that would destroy me
0: <laughs> I don't understand why people have pets honestly
1: I love having pets
0: I have pets because Mike I have kids and they have pets but if it was Im- just me I wouldn't have pets
1: I can't imagine living without pets Ugh. honestly
0: all right we better take this break we'll wrap <laughs> up the show right after this 701 888-970-9329. eight 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 nine seven zero nine three two nine don't go away <laughs> Welcome back. Rob Port here on WDAY. 701-293-9000. 888-970-9329. Email talk at WDAY.com. Normally tomorrow we would have on... Uh, congressman Kevin Kramer to uh, to for his weekly town hall, but I guess with the weather in that out east, things are getting pretty tough, and Congress has been moving hearings and everything around. So it yeah. sounds like sounds like that's going to be canceled for tomorrow. But we're, we're working maybe later this week. I don't know. It, it may not work out. I, the weather's kind of thrown things in a in a lurch out there. So uh, we may not have the congressman this week. But if if not this week, we'll have him next week. Because it's a regular thing. All right. I want to get through some of these emails on the pet situation, which ended up dominating this entire show, which I did not expect. But um, I don't know. It's what people wanted to talk about. So that's what we did. Uh, Let's see. Janet, uh, you need to be a responsible pet owner who takes good care of your family member. If you can't afford a pet, you should not have a pet. And people should be investigated to make sure pets go to good homes, not abusive ones. Well, Yeah, I mean, I mean that that sounds nice in theory. The problem again, though, is is who pays for that? I mean, if you're gonna investigate a home, I mean, that's gonna take a lot of time. That's a lot of personnel. That's a lot of manpower. Who's paying for it all? You know, or or are we gonna make it so that it costs five hundred dollars every time you want to buy a dog or something? You know, and if and if that's the case, and it costs that people stop buying dogs and cats and start owning it, uh, stop owning them, then you know, how do you? What do you do with all the dogs and cats then? Where do they go? You know. And and by the way, how do you start? I mean, because there, there's always going to be uh, you know, a, you know, there could be like a black market for it. I mean, it's this isn't as simple as it seems. Uh, let's see. Joe says, "Rob, you want to fix the dog and cat problem? You force up the price of animals. Every puppy mill has to pay a $100 tax on each dog sold. Wherever pet stores pay $25 to $50 for those dogs currently, and they sell for 200." Uh, if all dogs cost twice as much, demand for cheap, replaceable animals slows. And uh, the same argument, why many places don't give free animals because of the significant investment, uh, you take it more seriously. But again, how are you going to stop some farm family who, you know, the farm dog had a litter and now they're giving the puppies away. How are you going to stop that? You know, I I, I think what you got to realize, again, it's nice to say, well, let's implement this policy, let's implement that policy, that'll solve it. But you got to remember that, you know, people don't always follow the rules. And what we could end up for is a big black market in pets, which that's not good either. Uh, another emailer, uh, hey, there are waiting periods for guns. Why not pets or better yet having children? <laughs> good luck implementing it. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, Jay Thomas show coming up next. I think Jay just messaged me here what he has uh, He's going to talk about Trump care. Uh, what to do with three-year-old water towers at Fargo, and the city wants to? Uh... Oh, what to do with the old water towers at Fargo that the city wants to get rid of? Also, new shenanigans happening with the shared parenting bill. Uh, Sean Casson uh, joins me, joins Jay with the latest at two o'clock. So tune in for that coming up next. Remember, you can catch me here Monday through Friday, one to two p.m. or twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week at SayAnythingBlog.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk again.